Coming up tonight, a smelly situation. Vendors in the downtown straw market telling our news wastewater issues continue to plague businesses and patrons in the area. Plus, furthering food sustainability. BAIC officials sharing the latest developments with our Joshua Williams while in Eleuthera. And later, hundreds of Bahamians and visitors racing for a cause. Marathon Bahamas marking 14 years of breast cancer support. These stories and more as our news weekend starts now. This is our news weekend. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I'm Megan Shepard. While there are many plans in the pipeline for downtown Nassau's redevelopment, hundreds of residents and tourists face a harsh reality today. Wastewater and sewage are bubbling over out of a manhole on Market Slope just east of the Straw Market and running down the busy alleyway into the paths of passers-by. Charmaine Hebron Thompson, a straw vendor in the market for decades, says the issue continues to plague vendors, residents and guests despite regular pumping exercises. And every week we have this. As you can see, the sewer is coming up in the road. As you can see out there, how many crew you have cruise ships out there? I think we got six in today. And every couple of days, the sewer comes up. But they said last week they're putting food vendors through here. But take a look at it. All the way down to the wharf out there, the water is, and the tourists is walking in the poop. While many vendors and tourists declined to comment on camera, Tennille Barons, a tourist from South Carolina, says the site was a blemish on an otherwise great experience in the downtown area. Just walking out, it was really terrible to see the conditions that you guys are in. I don't think anyone should have to be in these conditions, especially with the country that has so much tourism that we're bringing here. Um, you guys should at least be in a better situation. Now, our news reached out to the Ministry of Works to find out what's being done about the issue. However, up to news time, no response was provided. A new Providence woman is recovering from a terrifying encounter after police say Saturday morning walk took a sinister turn. Officers say the 26-year-old woman was abducted and sexually assaulted. It happened around 9 a.m. yesterday morning. The victim was walking on Croton Street in Pinewood Gardens when a car pulled up and the driver offered her a ride. She reportedly declined and the suspect forced her into the car. Police say he drove to Mackey Street where he sexually assaulted the victim. Anyone with information on the case is asked to contact police at 911, 919, or leave an anonymous tip with Crime Stoppers at 328-TIPS. Prime Minister Philip Davis set to deliver a national statement at 8 p.m., where he will detail how his administration plans to clamp down on crime. This strategy will reportedly represent a coordinated effort across government agencies and take a whole society approach to crime prevention and community building. You can catch that national statement immediately following this newscast and streaming on the Our News social media pages. Additional land, resources, funding, and community efforts, all a part of the Bahamas Agricultural and Industrial Corporation's efforts to promote food sustainability on the island of Eleuthera, our Joshua Williams reports. In addition to the opening of two national parks in Eleuthera, the Bahamas Agricultural and Industrial Corporation is doing its part to invest in Eleuthera. 
Executive Chairman for BAIC Leroy Major sharing that the newly named Sierra's National Park will not be the only new commodity for the area. Just across the street in Hatchet Bay, um, Hatchet Bay Agro Industrial Park, BAIC continues to lease land for farming, light manufacturing, touristic and touristic development. But who will this affect? We will be working closely with farmers to implement such anticipated crop scheduling schedule program and the banana planning project. But that's not all. Recently, the BAIC also held the first ever Eleuther Agro Festival. Over 50 farmers, artisans, food processors, food and beverage vendors from 13 different settlements participated. This event was powered by the Ministry of Agriculture and Marine Resources. It was a sounding success. These latest happenings, along with the new feed mill on Gladstone Road and the egg yolk program, is part of the government's plan for food sustainability. BAIC will continue to work forward, finding ways in which we can empower farmers, artists, artisans, food processors, and investors in touristic development. Reporting for Our News, I'm Joshua Williams. This week, we shared that the Ministry of Agriculture and Marine Resources officials are in Eleuthera, where a $2.5 million pineapple project is being launched. The three-year project seeks to rejuvenate the country's pineapple industry. And while Eleuthera may be the first stop, Agriculture and Marine Resources Minister Jomo Campbell says the idea is to duplicate the project throughout the length and breadth of the Bahamas. What we are also seeking to do is a feasibility study because what we have found is that some islands are conducive to producing particular and specific crops. But once we have identified what those islands are and what the various crops are that are more suitable to those islands, then we will be looking to replicate the same project throughout the Commonwealth of the Bahamas. Um, as indicated earlier, we don't want this to be Nassau-centric. Agriculture is not just for Nassau. And he shared the overall goal for the Pineapple Project and how there will be spin-offs for other industries. The goal with the Pineapple Project, um, from our estimation, is seeking to reduce the import bill by some 10%. And we also want to establish a greater connection between agriculture and tourism. So what that would give us the opportunity to do is have watermelon grown from Long Island and Abaco on the plates in Bahama and on the plates in Atlantis and across the different restaurants and Airbnbs in the country. Well, we've still got lots more to come tonight, but first, meteorologist Ian McKinsey has your first look at weather. Thanks, Megan. Good evening, Bahamas. Welcome to your Sunday evening forecast. We are currently outside our studios. We're on the cloudy skies with a temperature of 76. Our winds are from the east at 14 miles per hour. Comfortable feels like temperature of 71. Taking a first look now at our satellite and radar imagery where we have this band of cloudiness. This is all associated rather with a funnel boundary that's stalled across the Northwest Bahamas. This should continue to produce pockets of isolated showers across the Northwest and extreme Northwest Bahamas tonight and even possibly into tomorrow. Stick around for extended forecasts that's still to come. Still to come on our news weekend, words of inspiration from the highest office. Residents of the Grand Bahama Children's Home welcome a special visitor that's coming up when our news weekend returns. Doctors Hospital is reimagined primary care. We've invested to improve our health system, ensuring that accessible, affordable, world-class clinical care is closer to you. 
your relationship with a primary care provider shapes the foundation of your overall health. Our new, modern primary care facilities are where critical diagnosis and true personalized treatment begin. With locations across New Providence, Grand Bahama, and Exuma, we invite you to experience the doctor's hospital difference. Book your next appointment at clinics.doctorshoss.com. Governor General Cynthia Mother Pratt visiting several sites in Grand Bahama on Thursday. She visited a few of the elderly care centers on Grand Bahama, Colab Resource Center, and the Urban Renewal Center, which she opened in 2005. We caught up with the team at the Grand Bahama Children's Home. Secretary to the Governor General Rosalind Darcet Harton says this visit is meaningful for Her Excellency, while Minister for Grand Bahama Ginger Moxie shared more about her visit at the Urban Renewal Center. She wanted to speak to those persons who may have been in a position, who are in a position just like she was, to give them some hope and inspiration that if she can do it, anyone in the Bahamas can do it. And she was very, very pleased to see what's been going on there. And she wants to be a part of it moving forward. So I'm very excited about what she was able to see. And there's so much more to come because we still have to go east and we have to go west. But she, I think it has been a beautiful day. Grand Bahama Children's Home Chairman Kevin Seymour says the Governor General's message resonated with the children. She truly, I believe, lifted the spirits of a lot of those children who may have felt life has given up on them. And so what she did here today, and we have a lot of people passing through the home, was, for me, very stirring and as food for thought for those children. And I, 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 I look forward to seeing her sometime in the very near future. Former Prime Minister Dr. Hubert Minnis continuing his book launch tour recently, also spending some time at the Grand Bahama Children's Home. The politician and author sharing his personal story of growing up a very shy and reserved. He says despite the many obstacles he had to overcome at a young age, he believes that those challenges made him grow stronger and a better person. But once you get over those challenges, there are other success stories waiting for you and the challenges and your teachers and whatever may put obstacles or make things difficult for you. But that's not because they want to make things difficult for you. That's because they love you and they see something in you. They see that you can be a better person. Now each and every one of you, right, not because you're living in this environment, every one of you have an opportunity. You can become prime minister. Dr. Minnis also telling the children that there will always be naysayers in life, but it is important to remain focused on your goals. It's not where you start, right, but where you finish. And once you're determined and you want to do something, you want to be something, right, once you remain focused on it and, re and put in your head that this is what you're going to do, this is what you want to be, and you read and um, do what is necessary, and you can succeed. When our news weekend comes back from the break, we've got an update that could translate to more opportunities for Bahamians interested in the film industry. You don't want to miss it.
When the Bahamas took center stage at World Expo in Dubai 2022, we were there as thousands got up close and personal with our story, like the unprecedented devastation of Hurricane Dorian, put center stage at Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting in Rwanda. We were there as the Prime Minister urged immediate action on climate change, an issue brought up months later at the historic 50th CARICOM meeting in the Bahamas. Because our news is everywhere, always there when it counts. Welcome back. The last time the Bahamas had a film in Santis was in 2005 and 2006. And in those two years, the film industry brought in $50 million. But it's been almost 20 years without film incentives, averaging only a tenth of what we brought in from the film industry without it. But film incentives could be returning soon. Randy Roll has this update on the efforts to bring the incentive back. That's something we're excited about. I'm happy that, uh, again, I have a boss who is very supportive in the industry as well. And so the film incentive is something that we are going full steam ahead with. Uh, we have a first draft, again, that uh, we have uh, presented to the Deputy Prime Minister. Again, he wanted more details. We're going to get him the details. And once uh, he's satisfied, that is something I'm sure that he will uh, share with his colleagues in Cabinet. And, and I mean the incentives, the, the, the positiveness of having film incentives uh, certainly can, I mean, cause our industry, the film industry, to explode. Film incentives can make or break the difference in whether film productions decide to shoot their projects in a given location. And Roll says more films being produced here would produce more opportunities for Bahamians interested in the film industry. We have a lot of talent in the Bahamas, and certainly that's something that will help them as well too, because when people think about the film industry, it's not just about being a, a uh, actor or actress. Uh, there are so many other roles as it relates to it, and so it creates so many jobs, and we want to be able to do that. Uh, we've been playing, paying a lot of focus as it relates to Grand Bahama as well too, because uh, we had some uh, films who would have visited Grand Bahama, and they love the spacing, they love uh, the fact that there's not much traffic. And so we're not just gonna stick on Nassau, we're gonna look at anywhere in the Bahamas that we'll, they, they will be attracted to and see how we can get some films in here as quickly as possible so that the industry can blossom. Still to come, it was a sea of pink on the streets of New Providence as hundreds turned out to support the annual Marathon Bahamas 5K. Plus, our Danielle Miller has a golden opportunity to talk one-on-one -on -one with the man behind one of a popular local eatery serving up all of your favorite local dishes. Stick with us. When the world bid a final farewell to Britain's longest reigning monarch, we were there, a moment of global solemnity that won't soon be forgotten. And when it was time to crown a new king in the first coronation in 50 years, our news was there to the end. These stories shape our view of the world, a view that goes beyond our borders, because our news is all around us. This is our story. This is our news, always there when it counts. 
Welcome back. For 14 years, Marathon Bahamas has been raising awareness and funds for those in the fight against breast cancer. This morning, hundreds turned out in an amazing sea of pink to run a 5K full marathon or half marathon. Chairman of Sunshine Insurance and Marathon Bahamas, Franklin Wilson. Marathon Bahamas is now ranked as one of the 10 best in the world. Wilson says the marathon has made an international impact, sharing the story of Jamaican businessman Adam Stewart of Sandals Resort. He says Stewart met a Bahamian at the age of 14 and they began courting. For 14 years they courted. They got married. 14 years they were married. She passed away from breast cancer the 14th of this uh, of July. She six months later he brought 150 of our friends runners from all over the world to help celebrate her legacy i mean everywhere it's, it's incredible it's got to be god grace honorary chairperson and patron of the race noted attorney willie moss says the race brings the message of awareness to the masses as a 30-year survivor she is emphasizing the importance of early detection we have a very high incidence of breast cancer in the Bahamas, and it's not just the women who have it. The last statistics I knew of stated that for every nine people in the Bahamas who present with breast cancer, one is a man. So it's not just exclusively ours. It is something that we need to deal with. It is something that we all, as a, as a community, as a nation, need to address. Attorney, lawyer and advocate Dame Janet Bostwick, adding that she has never missed a race. Meantime, U.S. Chargé d'Affaires also participating along with her daughter. It is one of the most worthy causes for which we have an event which which assists everyone, you know, whether or not you walk the whole way <coughs> or, or you just uh, on the sidelines giving support. It is for the Kansas Society. So it was really important for me to come out here today with my daughter and bring attention to the problem. It was a little early, but <laughs> it started to lighten up in the day uh, quite quickly. So it was really hot, um, but I, I pushed through. Mom helped me keep going even when I wanted to stop. Well, we are officially coming to the end of the weekend and what a beautiful one it was. As to what you can expect weather-wise for the week ahead, Ian McKenzie is back with your extended weather forecast. Thanks, Megan. Welcome back, everyone. Here's a look now at your extended forecast where we continue to see this funnel boundary just across the extreme northwest Bahamas continuing to produce cloudiness across our area. Elsewhere across the central and southeast Bahamas, high pressure remains the dominant weather feature. Take a look now at our boating forecast where we can see an uptick in winds. Winds will be east to southeast 15 to 20 knots. Higher times in those gust seas, 4 to 7 feet over the ocean. High tide at 10.17 p.m. tonight. Low tide at 4.26 a.m. tomorrow morning. Here's a look now at your national forecast. And in your extended forecast, we still have some residual showers expected from that frontal boundary that is expected to transition to a warm front, move out of the area by Tuesday. We're looking at clearing conditions. Another front Wednesday, bringing some shower activity. But by Sunday, we expect a strong cold front to push through our area. Lowest temperatures, daytime highs in the 70s, lows getting down to the 60s by the end of the week. But until such time, we have to endure a warm 
week, everyone. But before I go, I just want to wish all my fellow Dolphin fans, see, I am in black, mourning a uh, terrible loss to Kansas City, but don't worry, man. Next year is still to come. So on behalf of all the Dolphin fans, have a great, safe, fun night, everyone. I'm pleased to say my Texans won their game yesterday. Well, Goldie's Restaurant has become a staple in Araki. Since opening its doors, the popular Araki eatery has flourished. But what about the man behind the restaurant? Our Danielle Miller sits with none other than Goldie himself to share his story. From the 12-year-old boy who dropped out of school to the man whose business continues to blossom throughout life's adversities. This is Kirkwood Evans, famously known as Goldie. He's originally from Andros, but at the age of 12, his grandparents sent him to New Providence to live with his aunt. While in the country's capital, a young Kirkwood made a grown decision and dropped out of school. That made his grandfather give him a stern warning about life that he'll never forget. He said to me when we was on the farm, he said, he said, Kirky, you think I'm being hard on you today, but I'm being hard on you. I'm teaching you for days to come. Without education, pickaxe and shovel are going to be a tool. From a heavy equipment operator to a chef in the hotel industry and even working in a funeral home embalming bodies. But it was with the Bahamian treasure, Kunk, Kirkwood would find his crown. Goldie come up in 1981, 81, 82. I was on the corner of Blue Hill Road with a little table across the street from Fergie right now. That's where Quality Home Center is. That's where I get the name Goldie from, the little kids from S.C. McFerguson. Kids, I had um, one gold teeth in my mouth and a bunch of little fake chain on my neck. So every time they pass by, they would use remark, hey, gold man. Every morning they pass by. So they keep calling me gold man. And when I had the guy, when I bought a van, I put on my van, Goldie's Fresh Count. Now envisioning something bigger for himself, he was blessed with a village of supporters that would take him from a small table to an impressive restaurant on Awaki. Paul McQueen and uh, uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of them, but he was one of them. Would encourage me also to to try to elevate myself by you know Goldie get a stall, try to build something with a little roof. Throughout the 35 years Goldie's has existed, things were not always easy having to overcome a lot, including rumors about his personal life, which at one point caused his patrons to dwindle, placing him in debt for a while. And I saw 90% of the elderly behemoths know the obstacle people throw on me. But like I say, thank God I'm still here. I still have some customers support me through all what I went through. Before we left, Goldie gave these nuggets of wisdom to anyone owning or wanting to start a business. Number one, location. Number two, you have to be consistent. Number three, you have to stay in your business. Because a lot of time, people get these business, they elevate themselves, and then they leave and go, they get too high, and don't want to forget where they come from. If somebody come and want me to make a council, they're going to make it. Keep God in your home, keep God in your life, and you'll be blessed. Reporting for our news, I'm Danielle Miller. Great advice. Thank you so much, Danielle. And thank you for joining us for our news weekend. On behalf of the entire team, I'm Megan Shepard. Have a safe and wonderful evening.